everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner, one of the last Coach's Corner of this year and this decade. And I thought I'd take these two last weeks in December to help you release and have gratitude and acceptance and completion, not only of the past year, but of the past decade, and set some clear intentions for what you want to create and experience in the next decade. Every new year is an amazing time to look within, to do a life review, to release things, to cultivate new things. But this New Year's is especially special because it's not just turning into another new year, it's turning into an entirely new decade. Quick shout out to all our Australian peeps. The workshop that Stephanos and I are teaching is confirmed for January 11th, 1-11, or as you'd probably say here, 11-1, but I love that it's 1-1-1, is happening in Brisbane. It's a full day of life work and breath work. Steph is going to be guiding you through an incredible breath work session that's going to 100,000% help you release whatever is holding you back and open up to what's for you in this next decade. It's going to be a jam-packed day, totally worth your time. Make the trip out there. Go to christinehassler.com slash Australia. It's an intimate group, so you get lots of one-on-one attention from us, so make sure you sign up soon. No excuses, Aussies. I know this is your summertime, and January is a time where you don't do much, but take advantage of this because we are not coming back to Oz anytime soon. christinehassler.com slash Australia. So in this episode, I'm going to walk you through a process that you can do as a decade in review to really look back, not just on the past year, but on the past decade. And next week, I'm going to release an episode to help you call in what you'd like to experience in 2020 and beyond, help you set some intentions and get some clarity around that. But before we get clarity, we have to let go of the old. Before we dive into the process, I just want to share a little bit about some of the insights that I've been getting about this time of year. You know, when I look back on the last 10 years, I had the insight of, oh, wow, these were the teen years. And for me, in a lot of ways, they really felt like the teenage years. At times, they felt awkward. I was trying to figure out who I was. Things, there were so many transitions, so many different, you know, like I said, awkward stages where I felt like I was in puberty all over again. They were challenging. They were a challenging time. And I'm really excited for these teenage years to be over. And I'm sure you can remember your teenage years and go, oh man, I don't want to get back to those years. And we have to go through those teen years to step into adulthood and discover who we really are and find out what we want and individuate and all those things. They're necessary in terms of shaping us. And I feel like that's what the last decade was. They were this this often awkward, often difficult, often challenging time where we, we struggled. And they're, of course, wonderful, beautiful times too. But now that we're stepping into this new decade, I think a lot of us are going to experience a lot less of that struggle and that awkwardness. That's the sense I've been getting. But the lead up to that has been incredibly intense for many of us. It seems like the universe and our souls are collaborating to make sure that anything that's not serving us in terms of a relationship or a job or a place that we live or 
unhealed issues, limiting beliefs, patterns of behavior, any of those things that are holding us back and will block us from having clarity in the next year and decade, they're being rushed to the surface and being removed or really put in our face for us to deal with. So many of the people that I've talked to, my clients, the people in my groups, my tribe and Instagram, all you podcast listeners and my own friends who are on this personal growth awakening path, who are willing to do the deep work are like, whoa, fasten our seatbelts. Just when we thought it couldn't get more intense, it is. So if you're in that phase, as we round out this year, you're not alone. And hey, if everything's going great and it's smooth sailing for you, that doesn't mean you're not spiritual or you're not awake. You're just in a phase of life where you're just in a smooth sailing phase. So embrace that. And as we think about 2020, what keeps coming forward for me is 2020 vision. And 2020 vision is all about seeing clearly. And I'm going to talk more about that next week. But in order to see clearly, we have to remove what's in the way. Think of your car, or if you don't have a car, think of a car, and the windshield. And let's say it rained and you were parked under a tree and you hadn't washed it for a really long time. It would be very hard to see through the windshield, to see clearly, because you've got all that crud on your windshield. And so you've got to clear that away and then you can see clearly. I think there's a lot of you that have big questions. What's my purpose? Where's my person? Where am I supposed to live? How do I heal this health thing? How do I have more self-worth? How do I become more financially abundant? You have questions that you want clear answers on. And so often we're trying to see through a dirty windshield. And instead of removing the obstacles, removing what's blocking our view, we squint and squint and squint and just try to see the answer because we just want the answer. But sometimes the answer doesn't reveal itself until we remove what's in the way. And that's what's so beautiful about this process I'm going to guide you through is it's one, reviewing and really celebrating how far you've come and how much you have removed. A common theme that I see with my tribe is you pay more attention to how far you need to go and how much more you need to do or heal or whatever versus truly celebrating how far you've come. So that's part of the intention is to really, truly own and acknowledge, wow, I really have let go of a lot. And to get a little more clear about what still needs to go. What are you still working with? And during this time of year, when we're in the energy of the holiday season, and we're also in an eclipse and it's the end of a year and a decade, you can leverage the energy, the collective energy that's in the universe right now to help kind of bring up those things that are ready to go. And yes, it can be uncomfortable and yes, it can be confronting, but it's all for the intention of clarity. Now, the intention in doing deep work and looking at what's holding us back is not to create suffering, is not to beat ourselves up, it's not to look at all the things that are quote unquote wrong with us. It's to bring it up with awareness, with love, with acceptance, and with massive compassion and go, all right, this is what's here. This is what I have to work with. And these are the things I want to start to let go of and release. Now, as we release and let go of those things, we do so with acceptance first, not with judgment. That's what keeps so many of you from progressing, as I say in air quotes, fast as you want. Because in order to really let something go, we have to fall in love with it first. We have to accept it and honor it and see how it served us. 
So think of a pattern right now that really annoys you about yourself. Maybe it's your anxiety and your catastrophic thinking and your worry. Maybe it's your relationship with money. Maybe it's dating the same person over and over again with a different face. Maybe it's your insecurity. Maybe it's your lack of being able to make decisions. Maybe it's your issues with food, whatever. Think of one thing. And when you think of it, notice how much you want it gone. What we resist persists. So honor the fact that it's not serving you, but it has served you in a way. And when you do that, when you accept and celebrate it and go, oh, wow, of course I'm this way. Of course I have these issues with food because I didn't have a home life or parents who comforted me or let me express my emotional needs. So I've always soothed with food because every human being needs soothing and needs pleasure. And that's just the best way I did it. So Of course, of course, I overeat and binge eat sometimes and have issues with food and thus my body. I understand that and I have compassion for that and I accept that. That's a much different energy than going, oh, I really need to let go of this because I don't like the way this makes me feel and this is bad and whatever else the judgments would be. So we want to really honor things accept things. I think I've said honor and accept about 5,000 times so far on this podcast, but that's the importance. The words keep coming up because that's how important they are. We don't grow when our self-critic is running the show and we don't grow out of self-criticism by criticizing the critic. When the critic pops up, we go, oh, hello, critic. There you are. I know you're here to protect me too. So you're welcome to the party as well. You're just not going to have the microphone the whole time. It's not about making it wrong. It's not about making any part of you wrong. All right. So I'm going to guide you through the process in a moment, but before we dive in, I want to just talk to you about your shoes. What are your favorite pair of shoes? Well, my favorite pair of shoes are my Rothy's flats because I don't like wearing heels. I'm traveling all the time. I need just a few pair of shoes with me. And Rothy's are my go-to shoes because they can be super casual. I can put them on with a dress. And best of all, they're actually made from recycled water bottles and they're fully machine washable. So they're the perfect everyday shoes for life on the go. Super stylish, super comfortable, and they go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. They come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns, and they're available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more. Rothy's launches new colors and patterns every few weeks, and they sell out consistently. So if you haven't gotten your Christmas gifts yet, your holiday gifts yet, go to rothys.com slash over to get your new favorite flats. And it will totally blow your mind that they're made from repurposed plastic water bottles. In fact, Rothy's has diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already. Rothy's own and operate their manufacturing workshop where they prioritize sustainability every step of the way. Plus they ship directly in their shoebox, no unnecessary packaging, and they always come with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. No risk, no worries, no reason not to try. So go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash over to get your new favorite shoes, comfort style and sustainability, rothys.com slash over. 
All right. I'm going to take you through a decade in review process. And this Thursday, the Thursday after Christmas, so Boxing Day, I'll be sending out an email with everything that I'm going to take you through in this podcast and next week's in written form. You're going to get a lot more in the podcast. So I encourage you to listen to the rest of this. And of course, next week. But if you're that person that likes to have it in front of you in written form, it'll be coming out that Thursday as well. Make sure you go to christinehassler.com to sign up for my email so you get it. So this is going to be your, not only your year in review, but decade in review. And you're going to start with your year in review because that's the most fresh. And I like to do this between Christmas and New Year's, but you can do it anytime. You can do it today if you want. And you really want to set the scene for this. So when I do my year in review, I put on some nice music. I turn off my phone. I light a candle. I get really comfy and cozy. I make sure that I'm well fed. I make sure that I've gone to the bathroom so that I don't have any, any distractions. And I can just really be present and honor the year that I've had. And month by month, I reminisce about events that happened, people I met, places I visited, lessons I learned, and so on. I record them in my journal and then discuss them over like a New Year's Eve dinner or in a conversation with a friend because it really helps celebrate and honor everything that's happening. What's so great about looking at the year this way is I'm able to notice how I've grown and express gratitude for all the year's blessings. So I feel a sense of completeness with the past year. So in addition to writing down events that happened. I also want you to write down, and these don't necessarily have to be in chronicle order, but what were some of the massive lessons that you learned this year? Did a breakup teach you something? Did a job change teach you something? Did a health issue teach you something? Did you go to a workshop? Maybe you came to my spring retreat and you had a massive awareness and something clicked. Like what were your aha moments? What were your your major insights that were profound for you this year because it's so important to capture them. Reference what I said earlier. It's important to celebrate and acknowledge how far we've come. Now, after you've done 2019, you are going to think about the whole entire past decade. So take yourself back to 2010. Maybe you want to scroll through pictures on your phone and computer to jog up memories You don't have to write down all specific memories like you did for the past year, but it is important to maybe write down some significant events. Like I would definitely write down my divorce, which happened in 2010 and really kicked off this decade for me. I'd write down writing to LA. I'd write down some of the massive life changes that happened over the past decade. And then also, just like you did with 2019, write down some of the lessons and themes that you've been working on. You know, maybe there was something that you were doing in 2010, like a behavior, perhaps you were obsessed with an ex, you thought you'd never get over that person and you think about it today and you're like, not only are you over that person, but you're in a healthy relationship with someone else. Also look at limiting beliefs that maybe you don't believe anymore. Maybe back in 2013, you believed you could never make money doing what you love, but you've worked so much on to transform that belief and now you're actually doing something you love and financially supporting yourself. So write down a lot of those lessons, a lot of those beliefs, just the big ones. You don't have to be obsessive about this. It's looking back over the past 10 years, using significant life events to trigger memories and take a written snapshot of the past decade of your life. 
this kind of going back, this kind of honoring of your past, this being a witness to your own growth is so, so important because it will give you the motivation and inspiration and also self-belief to move forward into the next decade. You know, next week when you start writing down all the things that you want to create and manifest when I take you through how to call in the next year and decade, you'll be so much more confident when you can look back at your decade and year in review and go, wow, look how far I've come. And please don't minimize it. Let's say that over the past 10 years, you just healed one thing or changed one main limiting belief. That's incredible. That's amazing. Or you got yourself out of an unhealthy relationship or a job you hate or a city that you didn't feel supported in. Those are huge, huge, huge. So this isn't about quantity. It's really about quality. So take your time with this. What were your teenage years like? 2010 up until now, what happened? What did you learn? Who came into your life? How did you grow? And then take some time to acknowledge yourself after you write it all down. Bring one hand to your heart and one hand to your belly and say some really acknowledging things to yourself. Tell yourself how proud you are of yourself. And have gratitude for all the people, all the situations, all the lessons that came in from 2010 until now. Then if you want, again, you can share your decade in review with someone. You can combine them, share your year in review and your decade in review if you want. Totally not mandatory. And then you're going to write a list of all the beliefs, all the attachments you may still have, the things that are really holding you back the crud on your windshield from the last year and perhaps even the last decade. Maybe there's something you've been carrying around for 10 years or more and it's time to let it go. So you're going to make a list and this can be on the separate day. If you don't want to do it on the same day, you've done your year in review and decade in review that can, that can take quite some time. So maybe it's the next day or the day after that you look over your decade in review, look at your year in review and you go, you know what? It's time to let this go. Or I'm still working on this belief and it's time to let this go. Or it's time to let this habit go. You know, maybe you're thinking about the past year and you thought, oh man, I sure was on my cell phone a lot, especially before bed. Time to let that go. Write down the things you want to leave behind. It can be, like I said, cell phone use too late at night, being obsessed with an ex, bad eating habits, overuse of a substance, consistent self-scrutiny, that self-criticism, swearing too much, whatever it is, write it down. Or if there's a lesson that you just want to stop repeating over and over and over again, write it down. And when you complete this list, burn it or rip it up. It's really, really powerful if you can burn it. For those of you that live in warm climates, maybe you can throw it in your fireplace. For those of you that don't, maybe get a metal pot and burn it that way or do it, do it safely. So don't burn it unless you know you can do it safely. If you aren't confident you can do it safely, then, then rip it up and really, really let it go. And after you do, make a toast or light a candle to the end of not only this year, but this decade. Say a prayer of gratitude. If you can do this as you're watching that list burn, it's even more juicy, even more powerful to, to watch it burn or to stare at the torn up pieces in the trash and say that prayer of gratitude and just look at it and say, I'm grateful. I've learned what I needed to learn and I am complete. I'm grateful. I've learned what I needed to learn and I am complete. 
And then the final step for this year and decade in review is your own personal dance party. So find a song or a group of songs, maybe make your playlist, your 2010 to 2019 playlist of some of your favorite songs that have good memories and just dance. Dance for maybe an hour if you want. doesn't really matter. It can be just one song, but it would be really fun if you could make that playlist of the past 10 years and celebrate it. And as you're dancing, have it be a letting go ritual as well. Keep moving that energy off of you. And remember, this isn't like a choreographed dance performance. Just let the music move you. Let the feelings and beliefs and all the unconscious guckiness, all the crud on your windshield, let it just come out of your body through your movements. You may want to shake. You may want to crawl on the floor. You may want to make some sounds. Just let it out. We hold a lot in our body. So the this dancing at the end is how we incorporate the somatic physical aspect because the writing and the ritual was more the emotional, mental, spiritual. So the dancing kind of gets it in the body. So don't leave out that step. And then that's it. That's your, not only your year in review, but your decade in review. You did it. You made it through the teen years. It's almost time to go into 2020 where things will become even more clear. Be sure to sign up for my emails at christinehassler.com so you get this written out list and be sure to listen to next week as I talk about calling in 2020 vision. Until next time, everybody, 